This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Well, hello, one and all. Welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with my partner here. Uh, the man we call the barber shop, the shop, the Spider-Man, Sean Barber, uh, NFL veteran, and has been involved uh, in the NFL even uh, after his playing days, and also a leader in our community. And I got to tell you, shop, we're going to start this way. We said prayers up through the COVID. Now prayers up as um, our country also faces some um, real issues here that all of us have to open up to. But I do appreciate your willingness. You've already been involved in the community. Uh, more and more in these discussions where all of us need to listen. Uh, but thanks for your heart and where it's at to uh, to try to, uh, you know, deal with the things of, of the uh, social injustices and, and racism and hate in this country. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt, man. This is it's continuing to preach one message, man. Love conquers hate. Love is the greatest force in the universe. Um, it can create bridges. It can create conversation. It can create so much growth in our lives, in our spirit, in our emotion, um, physically and mentally. And I just I go out to men all the time, uh, any, any group of men, any group of women. If you want to have a discussion, no matter what it's about, if we can trust that each other is coming with love in our heart, hope for the future um, and a vision for everybody to get along and work together, um, we can we can we can create great strides. And whatever's going on in our community, uh, but it does begin and end with a, a expression of love. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think of the scripture, you just triggered that thought of like, we can be clanging symbols, but if there is no love, it doesn't make any difference. Exactly. So appreciate your encouragement there. And we'll, I will uh, continue to try to open my heart and my ears to listen uh, to people of wisdom like you. All right, let's jump into the uh, football aspect of defending the kingdom here. And we're going to go a really interesting place this time. Because I think it's one where fans can misunderstand it, and that's the role of Harrison Butker as place kicker for this football team. Uh, when he came in at a necessity, when Cairo Santos got hurt, he comes in at the uh, October 17 and hits a game-winning field goal right out of the gate on Monday Night Football against the Washington Redskins. I got a glimpse into him of being a competitor. We don't always think of the kickers being a competitor, but... What about Harrison Butker and what he gives to this team as an edge? And we're going to talk with him about it here in a second. But his edge is just wanting to compete as hard as a Frank Clark or a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, one thing that definitely jumps out is when you think about place kickers, it's not always the great ones that come to mind first. It's the wide lefts, wide rights. Mm. It's the failure for the Bears to go, the failure for the Packers to the Minnesota Vikings here recently, um, even with uh, the Cowboys um, and their blunder with the snap with Tony Romo and stuff like that. So it, when, you, when you think about special teams, sometimes the negative and the, the failures of the past jump to your mind before you think about how consistent the Patriots, um, uh, Stepskowski has been over uh, the last 15 seasons as far as their dominance um, and, and also how great Bucker has been for us over the last few seasons with being such a consistent uh, phase of the game when you talk about special teams. Yeah, you gave me chills when you were talking about the Bears-Eagles game. That game was just on the other night, and I watched it because I rewatched it because Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy were with us. They're two good friends, and they were going against each other. Cody Parkey missed that field goal on the double doink. 
Um, I mean, changed his persona forever, probably at least in Chicago sports lore. Same thing with Lynn Elliott with the Chiefs back in the day. Okay. One game comes to mind with me with Harrison Butker and being a competitor. It's the Minnesota game. Mm. So Matt Moore's trying to do all he can. Mahomes isn't playing. Minnesota's really good, have a really good defense. Chiefs rally, get these key defensive stops, but they need field goals. And the fact that he hit a 54-yarder in difficult circumstances and then hit a 44-yarder to walk it off, to me showed you that it's like the uh, soccer player in the World Cup or NBA Finals, and you got one and one down one, and you hit both free throws. That, to me, to, he's. I think Harrison Butker's gone to another level shop in his level to compete. Well, he's definitely shown us that the elements do not distract him. And as a football player, you know, they talk about offense and de defensive players, and then you talk about kickers and punters kind of being on a, their own. Uh, a lot of defenders always say, man, like, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with those kickers. You know, we, we go out there and play 40, 50 snaps, and then they come in at the end of the game and win it or lose it. Everything's riding on their foot. We ask them to do one thing, make a field goal, make an extra point. And then when they don't do it, it's like the city hates and everybody's against them. Players start to turn on them. Um, but we have to realize, man, as, as a football player, you think about how, how, how the elements should not affect you. My job is to play. I'm on the ground. I'm trying to attack the guy, get him on the ground, tackle him. I'm doing what offensively catching the ball, doing the things you do. But when you think about the kicking game, the ball, once it leaves your foot, is totally affected by the elements, the wind, the rain, the snow, the sleet. Those things are a part of his, um, of his every day. And he is affected by those elements like other players on the team don't even have to worry about. So, I mean, I take my hats off to guys that can go out there and perform at a high level and almost act like they are impervious to any type of elements. Yeah, and Bucker gets into that here. And think about it now. We're at the 39th parallel north latitude. That, and five games uh, are after Thanksgiving, a yes, third sir. of the schedule. And all of the playoff games, Sands, the Super Bowl, if they're at home, are going to be in tough weather. Cold, wind. We know how Arrowhead can be. You've got to condition yourself. He really gets into an interesting discussion about that. But your point, the mental toughness uh, and just how he has to train himself Snow, wind, rain, cold, real cold, to be able to kick and kick big kicks in those conditions. Man, it's one thing mindset. He has the mind. Like you said, you talked about his competitiveness, but you have to pair that up with a mindset. He has a mindset where he doesn't let th those distractions affect how he goes about his business. It's, it's one, two, three, get it away. It's the same repetition of that, that, that swing plane. He understands wind direction. He understands angles. Um, he's doing it at such a high level, um, and, it, and it only can get better. He's such a young guy with an explosive leg. To be a part of an offense that's already scoring touchdowns at such a high rate, if we can end up our drives with a field goal attempt or a uh, touchdown, it leaves the Kansas City offense as being potentially one of the most explosive offense in NFL history. Yeah, and hang on after the uh, discussion here with Butker because I'm going to get into an element with Butker We'll touch on it with him, but I want to get your feedback that fans do not think about with Harrison Butker. But now, here's an interview that I had earlier with the NFL's returning leading scorer. He was number one in the league last year, Harrison Butker. Well, Butt Kicker 101, your summer class uh, for continuing ed, continues now with the main professor, the man himself, Harrison Butker. Uh, historic because he's one of three Chiefs players of all time to lead the NFL in scoring, which he did last year. Harrison, it's awesome to see you. How you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing great, Mitch. Thank you for having me. How's Isabel, James? How's the crew? Yeah, they're all doing great. James is just about to be 16 months now, so he's running all over the house. And our worst days, I think, are when it's raining outside. And we've had a lot of those lately. And he's just cooped up inside all day. But he is a, a bundle of joy. He's made this whole pandemic a lot more enjoyable to be able to have him around. You know, what a blessing. And you guys are a blessing to the Chiefs kingdom. Everybody talks about the workout videos that have gone viral. And, of course, the Cheetahs' most famous workout ones. But your 77-yard field goal has also gotten a lot of attention. I just wanted a virtual crowd there to virtually carry you off the field. How about making one from 77? Definitely felt good. You know, I went out there, and there was definitely a lot of win. But I figured, you know, I got I to gotta try it. I got to be my best from Mexico City with the 72-yarder and the warm-ups. So, obviously, it wasn't a, a live kick, but still, that's going in my record book for a personal best, 77 yards. So, it was a lot of fun. I know you've been asked this, but I just got to, to win that Super Bowl, to feel like every day now you're a Super Bowl champion. What has that done to, like, integrate into your mind, body, soul? I think the craziest thing for me is, like, we received an email today about the Super Bowl rings, and it's titled um, – to Super Bowl champion, you know, just just hearing that Super Bowl champion, world champion, to know that forever, Super Bowl 54, the Kansas City Chiefs, which I was a member of, are Super Bowl champions. So that is an amazing thing to think about. And, um, you know, I'm focusing on Super Bowl 55 now. And I think hopefully we'll be able to get our rings right after that Super Bowl. But I'm really pumped up for our future. I'm pumped up for winning this past Super Bowl. And um, yeah, I'm just Excited to be coming back with Coach Reed and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I love thinking about it. And it makes it difficult not being at the facilities right now. But when we get back, oh, it's going to be awesome. Again with Harrison Bucker, Butt Kicker 101 is this podcast, our class. Uh, this all started September 26, 2017. And I was impressed the very first times I met you on your ability to compete. I don't think people think about kickers as competitors uh, as much as they should. But what about just your intense uh, desire to compete? It seems like the toughest kicks you want to make the most. I think from a young age, I've always wanted to be the best at whatever it is that I'm doing. So when I started kicking sophomore year of high school, you know, I didn't know much about it, but I loved it. And as I kept getting better and better, I figured, wow, like I'm up there as the top kicker in the country for my age. And that's kind of how it was in high school. And then in college, I was thinking, you know, I want to keep doing well. I want to win the Luke Rosa Award and go play in the NFL. Now, I, never, I didn't win the Luke Rosa Award, and I didn't have a great college career. But I think there was something about being done with school, being done with studying, and just being able to devote everything, all my time and energy, into football. And I think that's when I really started to see all of these big strides develop from that offseason leading up to my rookie year with Carolina and then obviously coming with the Chiefs. And every offseason, I felt like I've gotten better and better. But I think that is a stereotype with kickers that, you know, maybe they're off on the side of the field not doing much. But that's kind of excited me to say there's been so many great kickers. And if the stereotype is they're not really doing much, well, if I put in more time and more effort than they are, maybe I could be potentially the greatest ever. And that's what I always am thinking about. Let me be the greatest kicker I can be. And hopefully that, that makes me finish at the top. But I love it. I love competing. I think that's just something I've, I've been given, probably something my parents instilled in me at a young age. But I love what I'm doing. There's nothing I'd rather be doing with my life than, uh, than playing football, and I love it here with the Chiefs. You're on your way to the best ever. And last year, leading the NFL in scoring, you've already got 12 records. Uh, so, and you're just getting started. 
But the example would be uh, the Minnesota game. You had to hit two big, really tough kicks, that 54-yarder to tie it and the 44 to win it. But just an example of that game and what it meant to you and just kind of giving you the confidence to push on throughout the playoffs and now in the offseason. Yeah, I think all of the time that I put in throughout the offseason and during the season kind of builds up to those big pressure moments so that when I get there, um, it's not too big for me. I can handle it because I've done so much work in the background. And that's one thing that's kind of in my head during those kicks is even if I miss this thing, I know I've put in all of the work I possibly could to make this kick. And more times than not, I've been very blessed those kicks go through. And I really try to think about how can I increase the probabilities of me making this kick. And that's what I'm thinking about throughout the week, throughout the offseason. How can I gain that edge to be the kicker that isn't missing in big moments when you got to have it, I'm all locked in, you got to make the kick. Another thing I've been impressed with and being around you since that time you were here in 17, I mean, we play in some tough conditions. Let's be honest here. We play at the 39 north degree parallel line. A third of the schedule is played after Thanksgiving in the regular season, and you don't seem to mind. Wind, cold, wherever we go, Mexico City was tough. Um, What about your ability to train yourself physically and mentally to kick and compete no matter the circumstances? I think there's a couple reasons why I've been able to excel. I think number one is, like we were talking about the 77-yard field goal, if I can make that when it's warm out, then I know that probably a 54-yarder and the wind's going crazy and it's cold, I feel confident making that. Or the 56-yarder in Chicago, I feel confident in making that kick. So obviously, would we kick a 77-yarder during the game? Probably not. But I feel so much more confident going into a 50-plus yard field goal when it is difficult conditions. And I was also going to say I give a lot of credit to the coaches. Coach Tove always mentions that he wants to make practice harder than the game. So a lot of Teams maybe could go inside and practice. Coach Reed and Coach Tobe, they love to be outside in the conditions. And a lot of times our practices are harder than the game. So we're out there and the ground's frozen and it's super windy and there are no excuses. You have to make the kick. We're not going indoors to do field goal period. So that's really kind of made me a better kicker so that when I get to the game, we've already handled this win. We've already handled this temperature and we're so much more prepared. So it comes down to practice and getting reps in those conditions because Playing at Georgia Tech, you don't have any of those cold games. And the college season, for us a lot of times, was over uh, by the end of December. So it did take me a a year or two to get super comfortable. But now I I love it. I think uh, that's what makes it fun. It's a lot more fun than kicking indoors. Even though I sleep a lot better the night before an indoor game, (laughs) it makes it fun when the the conditions are a little rough. Now I want to dive into a place where I don't think many have gone, if any, and that is dealing with what I saw particularly in you last year. Um, every time you get ready to kick on the play-by-play, I always quote your stats and how many touchbacks you have. But I'm talking kickoffs here. Your ability, and I know Tobe has pushed you on this, to be able to place the ball. The two biggest plays, that as long as the Lord gives me days on this earth, I'm going to remind him about in the Super Bowl comeback with the kickoffs, with the coverage teams, Neiman on the first one, Pringle on the second one, able to get the returner inside the 20 on both times, but your ability to place the football exactly where you wanted it with the hang time to allow your coverage teams to make those plays. How big were those plays and how much of that have you had to work on in your game to perfect that part of your strategic approach to football? Yeah, those were huge plays. And in the game of the fo- in the game of football, it's the inches that matter, and especially with special teams. You know, Coach Tobe talks about 
the probability of them scoring a field goal or a touchdown go way down the farther their start their drive start is. So that's huge for us. We know if we can gain a couple of yards inside the 25, that's great for our defense. So during that game, I've gotten a lot of comments from people saying, oh, was there a win? Like, why weren't you hitting touchbacks? You know, it's Miami. So I love that you were able to notice that I'm doing that on purpose. I think a lot of Chiefs fans were able to notice that because I am able to hit it a touchback when it's cold and windy. So definitely in Miami, I had the power for it. But because it was so warm, I was able to hang the ball up four, five, four, six seconds of hang time from kick to catch, so almost like a punt. And if you look, by the time the returner's catching it, the goal is for our guys to be inside the 30-yard line. And I guarantee you, Neiman and Pringle on those plays were inside the 30-yard line, and then they made a great play, and they got them inside the 20-yard line for that drive start. And, um, yeah, we, we love special teams, and I think the details matter so much, and that's one way that we can get a little bit better and set it up for our defense to really uh, be successful. Yeah, we bring up the Wasp, and we bring up tip passes and Fuller's interception, but those two kicks by you were – superb and the coverage how much do you work so punters always talk about working with the gunners and hey I got to learn how to play with this punter and Dustin would talk about it with you and me uh, but how much on your kickoff coverage guys do you discuss it like I mean you just broke it down scientifically in typical engineering style but how much do you work with your guys looking up and down the line and knowing that they can work with you and you can work with them so one-on-one not a ton but it's mainly coach Tobe in, he does a great job of preparing us, and he says, look, you know, the L1, the R3, this guy is probably going to be open when we see that kickoff return set up. And so I kind of know, all right, which guy is going to be open. And then also, you know, he'll tell me if we're kicking it left or kicking it right to give us the best opportunity. So, I mean, it's a game within the game, and I have full confidence in our kickoff coverage team. I think all of the guys in our special teams room were really bought in last year. Um, so I think that speaks to a lot of the leaders that we had in there with, uh, you know, Colquitt, Sherman, everybody in there that was just kind of leading the charge for special teams. And a big difference maker among special teams uh, units are just effort. You know, and our guys were all out. They take pride in it. You know, you see Pringle celebrations with uh, catching the fish and everything that he's doing. I mean, I just I love our kickoff coverage unit. We take pride in it. And uh, we always are looking forward to when we get into the office Monday, uh, Tuesday, and Tobe tells us what the average start uh, start drive was for the, uh, the their kickoff return team. So I thought we did a great job in the Super Bowl, and anything we can do to help, I mean, we're all for it. We want to do our best. Love it. One final question it deals with, um, and, and Dustin being released, and so you got two new uh, punters, basically, will be punting. Uh, but I told people again publicly, hey, the biggest challenge here is going to be being the holder. How much you work in concert with James Winchester, the snapper, but now working with maybe two guys who are going to be going back and forth in holding for you, how big of a challenge is that for you, and how important is that whole triangle connection between snapper, holder, and you? Right. Well, it's definitely a challenge, but that's what makes my job so fun, and especially going on year four, Dustin was a big mentor for me. You know, he was a leader in that locker room, definitely a leader in the special teams room. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, so I've kind of had to step up to be a leader, and now we have a great schedule of us getting together six days a week right now to work on holding, to focus on the detail. I mean, the, the, the smallest of details we're focusing on because we get paid a lot of money to do something that 
everybody in their couch thinks they can do. So we're trying to do this at a super high level with as little, uh, the least amount of errors as possible. So yeah, we're getting together six days a week. And I think when we started the virtual meetings, we just decided, you know, look, we have to get together. We can't wait until a training camp for that to be the first time that we're actually getting together and doing live snap hold and kick. So it's been an amazing time for us this offseason to have James and then Tyler and Tommy working together. I can tell them what I like. James can tell them what, what he likes for the holds, uh, sorry, for receiving the, the snaps. So it's been really good, and I'm just trying to take advantage of this offseason period to the best of our abilities and capitalize on that. So when we get to you know training camp July, August, we're ready to go. One final question, then I'm going to get you back to Isabel James' duty here. I'm yeah. giving you a brief reprieve. Um, but it's one thing that I, I know we've talked about as well, and we've even been up public stages, but your faith. Uh, I know it's the most important thing to you, but just sharing that with Isabel and how important that is to you to lead you day by day. Yeah, it, it's huge. I mean, what I talk about a lot is that I'm called to be a great husband and to be a great father way before I'm called to, to be a great football player. I think God has blessed me with so many talents. He's blessed me with the ability to kick a ball really far. And I'm doing everything I can to maximize the talent that he gave me. However, he did put Isabel in my life and I love her very much. And she's my wife. Uh, we've been married now for, for two years and uh, we have our son, our 16 month son, James. So my, my main focus is to be a great husband and to be a great father to James and, uh, you know, one thing for us is, is staying centered uh, on Christ and, and following his example for our lives. So that, that's been huge for, for us in our life. And it also it helps take the pressure off of me as a kicker. Like I said, I prepare the best I can to make that kick. If I miss it, well, that's God's will, and I'm okay with that. I'd much rather follow his will than my will for my life. So it is a blessing just for me to be even in the NFL right now, and I'm enjoying every moment. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, faith is most important. And uh, it's only first to um, – it's only in front of my, uh, my family and my wife and my son. Well, appreciate you, man. And I can't wait to see you uh, live and in the flesh. But thanks for being who you are, and thanks for all of the Chiefs Kingdom. It's awesome to have you uh, help lead the way now, even more so. But uh, go get them in regards to Isabel and James. I will. Thank you, Mitch, for having me on. All right, Shop. Really interesting there because the aspect that fans do not think about Harrison Bucker is his ability to hang the ball and place it wherever he wants. He's been the NFL's one of the leaders in touchbacks um, and kicking not at a high altitude since he's been in the league. But Super Bowl 54, part of that comeback by the Chiefs in that last 715, he places two kicks perfectly. Ben Neiman on the first coverage play at the 19. Then uh, Pringle comes in, Byron Pringle, and makes a tackle at the 15. More pressure put on San Francisco. His ability to place the ball where he wants with hang time, what does that do for Tobe and the Kansas City Chiefs coverage units? Hey, man, as a linebacker, I know all about covering kicks. And <laughs> when the kicker tells you it's going to be a deep right kick and you're covering and you're avoiding expecting the kick to go there and it ends up being there, it, it plays into your hands on the defense. Well, just as uh, beneficial as a, a, a good place kick, a poorly placed kick, when you're covering and expected to be deep right and it ends up being the center of the field or maybe leaking to the left, that throws everybody out of their lanes. And when you talk about some big returns, hitting a seam and being able to um, expose a cover unit, a lot of times that's what happens. 
a, a ill-placed kick when the team is covering for it to be a certain place and it doesn't go there, it, it exposes that cover unit um, to, to some big returns. And we've seen that happen in the past. But with Harrison Bucker, Bucker, he's been so efficient in putting it just where Tobes wanted, with the right amount of hang time to let our guys get full speed, avoid, and still be great cover units. It's shown his head many times, creating turnovers and great field position for our defense multiple times last season. Yeah, he's been clutch in the playoffs. He's only missed one field goal now in three playoff seasons with six games. But it's that aspect of his game that I'm not sure fans think about enough. And uh, it's just such a weapon. Even in the 2018 AFC Championship game, he put the ball perfectly. Cordell Patterson breaks a tackle, gets out to the 38. If the Chiefs make the tackle, they have the ball at the 14. And we might be talking about two Super Bowl championships. But now we look at the third. Now let's go to another aspect of Harrison Butker's life uh, as we get ready to uh, get ready for camp in 2020. And that is the role that the punter is usually the holder. For his time with the Chiefs, he's always had Dustin Colquitt. Winchester has been James Winchester snapping it. Colquitt has been able to hold it. But Colquitt was a superb holder. I said he's Salvi Perez catching for the Royals. <laughs> Wherever it was going, he was going to get it and place it. So mentally now for a kicker, he doesn't want to have to think about snaps and holds. All of a sudden now, the guy who was kind of a mentor for Butker, now Butker's going to be older than whomever that's going to win that battle. What about that aspect and him working with whomever's going to win this punter holder battle? Hey, man, in life at times, the student becomes the teacher. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Butker. He was the student under Colquitt. Now he needs to become the teacher for the next guy. He's going to teach the guy exactly what he wants. A uh, quarter turn of the ball. What angle the ball needs to be placed. Um, how far in front of his fingers does he want the ball? Uh, how many fingers to hold on the ball? All the details, he's going to demand that his punter, uh, his holder, does it the right way. But then we talk about what you said, the change. Change is something that everybody experiences in life. And it's how you handle that change. Bucker, I believe him being a professional, he's a guy that always demands the best of everybody in his unit. And he's not going to take a guy holding it who cannot consistently put it exactly where he wants to. And so the production can be what it is. But when that change comes and you, and you get rid of Dustin Colquitt, you have to realize it's a trickle-down effect. You're not just getting rid of his coughing kicks inside the 10 at an amazing rate but also that confidence and that continuity that Bucker has with his holder. But what we don't know, this guy, whoever it is, might be better than Dustin Colquitt. So you get in a comfort level of being good or being great, but now we might be blessed with somebody who is an elite holder. And maybe the if we go from a, a 90% uh, field goal conversion to maybe 98%. So it, we might have better things in our future because of this change. Interesting. So going back before the interview with him, you mentioned with special teams, we remember the, the screw-ups. We might remember a game-winning kick like we brought up earlier, but we remember the Romo botch uh, on the play on a placement uh, against Seattle in the playoffs, or Lynn Elliott, or wide left, wide right. So now the precision that's involved to avoid those just how important is the time now with Harrison Butker, with those guys? And let's go into another part of the discussion, the elements. Because I don't know who's going to win this, Tyler Newsom or Tommy Townsend. I don't know. But those guys have not been an arrowhead either. 
how much now does Butker, what he's learned from Colquitt and others about Arrowhead, handling Arrowhead, handling Arrowhead in good weather, bad weather, a third of the games will be in bad weather. How much does that come into play between now and the time this team plays a game? Man, when you talk about being a professional, it's at all levels and at all extremes. A football player cannot use elements as any excuse, whether you're indoors, outdoors, whether it's cold or hot, whether your hands are sweaty or they're frozen like bricks. You're expected to go out there and perform your job, your duty to execute, to help the team execute. Whoever wins that job of holding, he is one of 11 of that field goal unit, and he has to perform his job excellent at, a, at, a, at, a, at an elite level every time they go out, whether it's practice or a game. And so what we're going to need is whoever is trying to get that position, extra time is going to have to be dedicated to that. It's going to be a period of extra snaps. You're going to have to be on the side constantly taking snaps so Winchester and him can get on the same page where Cole quit, there was a comfort level. There was almost taking it for granted. As long as it touched his hands, he was going to get it down, get it quarter turn, laces away, and everything was going to go right. That has to be drilled. That has to be practiced and performed over and over again until it's perfect. And when we talk about perfect, every time the exact same way to build that confidence between him and Bucker so we can achieve what we did last year, leading the NFL, leading the Chiefs, and points scored by one Harrison Bucker. And then what about, though, the like kicking an arrowhead? Or let's just say Denver. Now, the, the other two division opponents are going to have new stadium. Okay. But, hey, this is Denver. Now Butker is going to be talking to whomever wins this job, maybe Winchester too. Here in Denver, here's what we have to deal with. Or in Arrowhead, hey, we're kicking northwest to southeast, and <laughs> when it comes into that tunnel, that tunnel go. I mean, how much of that comes into play here of training these guys, the young guy? Now it has to come from Butker to them. How much of that is involved in this conversation? Hey, man, I got, I got so many ideas. Hey, let's throw, throw the holder in a cold tub. Put him in a cold tub for four, four or five minutes and have him come out shaking and then snap him the ball. And it, it, like extremes like that. If a guy can perform in the extremes, then it brings it down to when it's game time, it's going to be like nothing. So look for that. If you listen to this podcast, it just jumped into my mind. Look for our, our, our holders to be thrown in ice buckets, ice baths, put their hands in buckets of ice before they snap it. Whatever we have to do to, 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 to stress the, the, the elements, the execution level has to be at an all-time high. But things like that, hey, it, it's go time. There's no room for error when you're talking about we need three points on the board in the drive the right way and take advantage of a, of a great drive for a championship drive. Hey, if you're trying to go back-to-back, you got to do some extreme measures sometimes. Yeah, I was uh, interesting. I was on a podcast like this earlier today with the Jets, and they were asking, what's the weakness of the Chiefs? I'm like, well, you know, you need to find it because I can't find one. <laughs> But here, we'll just close it out this way, Shop. Harrison Bucker is such an asset to this team because he fits right in with the Mahomeses and the Honey Badgers and everybody else. Intense competitor who can compete in the clutch. He's proven that and he wants to get better. Always raising his level to the next level. Good does not prevent him from being great. And great does not appro- uh, uh, prevent him from being elite. If you want a team, if you want an organization that's excited to have the opportunity to run it back, Go back to back. Every three, every every person on all three phases, those leadership roles have to be filled, and they, they have to continue to push each other. One of eleven in every phase of the game. Well, running it back may be butt kicking. Running it back, he may have to hit the big kick to win the next one. 
Thanks, Shop. Appreciate you. Appreciate your heart. We'll continue to press on and move on and uh, pray and hope for the best as we uh, work for change. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Defending the Kingdom. And uh, we're getting ready for training camp, folks, at In That Far Away. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs Official Podcast Network. Ten for touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.